Sustainability is something that many different communities are discussing. How to achieve a sustainable community? What does that mean? And what does it mean when we introduce new notions of financing and practices within communities? For example, one of the small communities that we created content at and we also worked with farmers showed how fantastic it is when people work together and think of alternate ways of existing within their society. By that I mean all of the farmers were exchanging their products. So the market stall that we created enabled all the people within that community to go and exchange things they made with what their neighbours made. It was a wonderful way to create something that didn't require a traditional monetization in terms of going to a supermarket and buying a banana. Instead, the bananas were exchanged for other goods of similar value. And actually, what was interesting to see was that there was far more openness within the community. So, the gentleman and his wife who had created this wonderful honey were able to actually exchange that with another farmer whose specialty was in a variety of greens. So from silver beet to lettuce and different things. This enabled the people within the community to increase the amount of goods that they would ordinarily be exposed to as well because they could easily we would usually say purchase them. This wasn't necessarily bartering of like in a market stall in Asia, for example, where there was going to be a monetary amount. However, here it was about the goods. Now, when we talk about goods and services and we think about that, that is something else that might be introduced in smaller communities. At the moment, we have a lot of very interesting people and companies experimenting with different modes of exchange. And what does that mean? I think that because of the influx of cryptocurrency and discussions about decentralization, a lot of smaller communities are actually thinking, how can they participate? Whilst you might not have a digital wallet and you might not be purchasing uh, Bitcoin or Dodge or any of Shiba or any of the others, you still have the ability if you are in a farming area to go and actually partake in this type of environment. In Italy, a similar thing was created many, many years ago, one of my favorite uh, Easter celebrations. Everybody in the small village, 25,000, which isn't that small, uh, got together and exchanged goods. So a person with chickens provided chicken for lunch and a person with eggs provided eggs and a person who made tiramisu and cookies provided that. It enabled the people within the village to participate in Easter 
with a more community-based feel. It was a fantastic experience and it's also why at the beginning of COVID we worked very hard with Italy looking at their marketplaces and how they were social distancing and how they were able to keep open and have thriving businesses. Now, unfortunately, at the moment, we have torrential rains, which makes outdoor markets rather problematic. So in the time of COVID, my goodness, it reminds me of that film in the time of cholera. Anyway, in the time of COVID, we must look for alternate solutions that enable us to have free-flowing air, because as we know, it's important to social distance and not uh, have too many people under or in a shopping center or in a closed environment, which is why the outdoor markets are so great. Now, if we go back to the discussion about sustainability, because that's what we are talking about today, it is important for everybody to think of ways in which they can be self-sustaining communities. I look to some of the communities in the Caribbean and also in uh, the Americas and we can see that there are many different communities trialing different modes of what we would call a marketplace. Now marketplace websites uh, grew enormously from 2017 and there's a wonderful French company that we were in discussions with whilst in Thailand. Marketplace websites preempt the notion of what you're wanting to buy. However, from a VR, AR perspective, nothing has been included in the platforms and the platforms really are so stagnant they're so boring that it's a wonder why marketplace websites haven't taken off i mean amazon is an example of a marketplace website but there are many different kinds of websites what we would like to see is some of these initiatives being filmed and actually taking them to an e-commerce platform to enable them to sell to the greater public it sounds like what was done many years ago and prior to the internet and the development of websites. Unfortunately, the VPN session is yet again expiring. If you know what I mean and you keep getting thrown off, well, just do them in little snippets. A big shout out to all prisoners of pain, no more. If we don't have a wonderful community as it was, we are creating a new one. But please, everybody who has been on Prison of Pain, Chronic Pain on Instagram, do not worry. We are going to get things back, including the website with the forum, which actually was the plan all along. Instagram was only used as a vehicle to bring people to our community. Now, having a locked community is uh, something that I wanted to do for Prisoners of Pain. And there are many who have shared, like Laura, who moved to, I think it was the, to the Bahamas, and looked at different communities. We will be speaking with her again, hopefully sooner rather than later, to check in and find out how things are going there also with self-healing. Alternative modes of healing, really, really important as for always, but especially for prisoners of pain. So in terms of sustainability, a lot of prisoners of pain already know how to answer these questions based on the fact that they have had to experiment with different types of 
products that they haven't been able to source. For example, we had a wonderful product called Neotica and it has a local anesthetic. It's made with cayenne peppers and uh, other natural products and it is fantastic for pain relief. Now that product, after we talked about it, was sold out on Amazon, eBay, all around the shop. If you've heard this aspect before, I apologize. It could be in another podcast. Uh, but the important thing to remember is that there are many countries that are developing many different products and the aim is to be able to share wonderful science, wonderful technology and wonderful designs and functionality in different parts of the world. And that is what Resort Managers is all about. Of course, we prioritise prisoners of pain who have a unique understanding of what it is like to resort the notion of management and leadership. And we do it successfully even when we have to be in bed. So that's why we're going to bring on quite a few people who uh, were interviewed on Prison of Pain, Chronic Pain via Instagram and unfortunately... Uh, all the content has disappeared. But if you are in pain, please don't worry and please reach out. You can contact us at Resort Managers. Resort, the TM Natter, is the Twitter account. Or you can just hashtag Resort Managers with a trademark icon. Um, in terms of... Sydney Holiday Apartments, you can find that also on Twitter and on Instagram and you can always send a DM if you can't find resort managers. Otherwise, on Twitter, at Natalie Rebecca or at Natalie Hechtman and someone will definitely get back to you. We thank you for listening as we approach the 10 minute mark. We look forward to hearing from our listeners and be sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram, of course, on Anchor, where Resort Managers, the podcast, can be found. If you are a follower of customer-centric SEO, the podcast, you can find that on Apple, Google, Spotify, and Anchor. We look forward to taking your questions about resorting the notion of management, leadership, empowerment, and sustainable business practices. Thanks for listening. Catch you next time. Hello there. Uh, this is Natalie Rebecca Hechtman. You're listening to a podcast. Uh, hopefully this will be able to go on Prison of Pain because uh, it's more suited uh, to there. We have a group on Twitter. Uh, I'm trying to remember it. If you're wondering why I sound very all over the shop, um, the sheer loss of life that is happening right now while children are playing in the background, people that I've tried to ask questions to in um, Australia are not interested in discussing Russia and the Ukraine. It's very reminiscent of an experiment I did when I first started journalism. I couldn't understand how 
everyone was so interested in Princess Diana, her death. I mean, it was sad and all, but, you know, uh, I actually probably know more about her now than I did then and have more respect for her now, but that's not the point. The point is, from my perspective, if you're in a position of power like that, it's your responsibility to be a good person and do good in the world because you have had such um, good fortune, if we want to call it that. I couldn't believe that no one even knew the term Taliban. I took six people at a pool hall. I had been doing promotions there and I thought, well, everyone likes me here. I give them free shots of this, that and the other, film stuff, you know, uh, bring them on radio show and chat with Nat. Uh, so I had some leeway. I took six people and I asked all of them the same question. There was no change to my voice or leading them in any way. Um, and one out of six had heard of the Taliban. It was a woman, she was into alternative therapies if you're interested in uh, demographical information and watched SBS. None of the others knew anything. One asked if it was a city in Europe. Um, that experience when 300,000 women and children were maimed, raped, and murdered, a lot of them as well. Um, you know, the Taliban had already gone in there and taken out all the men, and typical thing that any dictator does to weaken the society, so women and children. And it was a small, maybe a quarter of a page ad, maybe uh, ad, God forbid, uh, article, and no one read it, and no one saw it because it was on page 14 because the entire newspaper was taken up in every magazine but the newspaper was taken up with trials and tribulations of princess diana what she wore what she ate what she thought and i thought why do i care i just don't that's nothing against the royal family it's nothing against any of that it's just prioritizing things i don't understand how people can just not care. Lex Friedman, who is Russian, shared his thoughts. Uh, I don't think, well, I don't know if the podcast I made reaching out to both Russian and Ukrainian uh, businesses and people that um, I know. At times like this, it's very difficult to uh, process. And especially so when... Uh, Everyone around here doesn't seem to give a damn. It's very isolating. But it's Friday. And uh, Australians have a very different idea of the world and our place in it. At that same time, many years ago with the Taliban, very strangely, this part of the conversation, um... I had two girls who moved into my building in Bellevue Hill. I lived on my own with my cat. They had moved here, they didn't have furniture and this, that and the other. And I gave them pots and pans and made food and was welcoming these Eastern Europeans to Australia. It broke my heart when I had such an in-depth conversation with my new neighbours, two girls, 
and when one was explaining to me that this is why you come to Australia so you don't have to ever care about all the crap in the rest of the world. Having come from Holocaust survivor uh, grandparents and family, they left Europe. They wanted to start a new life. They came here. They never forgot about what they had experienced. In fact, it was so different to everything that they had known in Europe that it was a constant reminder of how different the places and spaces were. I couldn't believe that these Eastern European women could just turn their back on their families, their friends, and the society, their community. Um, and what is a community? Because a community isn't just uh, the people who are like you. A community can be very diverse, but share the values. And I know that you know we're very blessed to have very specific communities. And Prison of Pain, Chronic Pain is just the most shining example of what can be achieved when you bring people of like mind together. It doesn't matter that our languages are different, our experiences, our ages, our genders, our sexuality, our intelligence, our creativity, our, it really, but we all share, and I am shouting out to Stanley, uh, Australia, however, has written articles about Taiwan. Well, I wish someone had listened to me more than a year ago because we did a massive campaign for Taiwan. I guess it was too early. Can someone please explain? If the world is changing as we know it and we have an opportunity to do better, then why? Why aren't we thinking globally as well as locally? Why aren't we caring about issues that affect humanity? If one of us is suffering, then we all suffer. That's what it is to be human. We all share that in common. I ask, please, share your thoughts, talk about the issues that are happening and prevent such atrocities from occurring again in the future. That's the only way humanity will survive. From a little bit of research that I did some years ago, it seems that at the end of the second cycle, so third generation after an atrocity, another world war occurs. And we're right on schedule, unfortunately. I had naively thought that people would have learnt by now that we have evolved as a species and we've seen and learnt. But the people calling the shots are still in the old mentality. So to every young person listening, you have the power. You do. They're going to die soon. Don't worry. This will be the last of their poor excuses for decision making and solutions. And we can talk about many different terms. The good news is, hopefully this will be the last that you have to witness Gen Z, millennial, everyone. I mean, look at it, study, read Anne Frank's diary, read Frida Kahlo's, read people who have been trying to reach out. Javier Bardem played a character in Before Night Falls, the story of a true writer uh, who was persecuted for being a writer, for being gay in Cuba who spent years trying to get his work out so that people could find out what was happening. 
I'm now going to say something which is going to be taken very poor. Well, you know what? I'll leave it up to you to decide. Share your thoughts. Um, I can't believe that we're back to the Cold War. I was listening a long time ago to the debates uh, between Nixon and JFK in one of our podcasts. I don't quite know how, but maybe I did it intentionally without knowing. I mean, I don't know. Honestly, I just don't know. But I was listening to a podcast that I'd finally heard. I think it was from last year. And there was JFK talking. And at the time, I had encouraged so many people, especially in Australia, to listen. Uh, they weren't really receptive, also on 9-11. Uh, to listen to this, they said it was an American thing and uh, I just met an Egyptian man who said he likes Australia better than America and doesn't like American ideas. And here were more profound ideas and looking historically and how we could better and make America stronger. And, you know, I'm championing, uh, I say to people, you know, I was eight years old, I used to walk around telling people I was an American in a past life and I needed to get back home. And I've just always cared a lot about the United States of America and what it represents. And I ask everybody, please think about the amazing people that have come before. Think about the barriers that have been broken in a good way. And unfortunately, it seems that we are back to the Cold War. But please remember, there are multiple worlds wars occurring simultaneously and do not become distracted by something that is just locally and think about it on a world platform because right now it's as though capitalism is being threatened by the notion of communism and socialism uh, Israel got rid of their notion of socialism a long time ago when they pulled apart the notion of a kibbutz. Um, if you would like to know more, we can talk about that at some other point. But these, do we call them political? Do we call them economic? Do we call them lifestyle? I mean, we're at the point where we can really change things. Do we want a monarchy? Do we want a republic? What is a sovereign country? What does it mean to be in a trade embargo? What does it mean to lift those trade embargoes? What are we doing to help smaller countries become self-sufficient? Why did the USSR have the power that it had? Many would argue China is mimicking the exact pathway. Why can't the Ukraine be independent? Why can't Australia be independent? Is Australia owned by America or the UK? Why uh, is English still the number one country in many Caribbean nations where many would argue French should be? There are so many things that we could be discussing and why aren't we? I encourage you all to visit resort managers, please, because we are resorting the notion of management leadership and sustainable business practices. I ask you, I've used this example many times and hopefully you won't mind, I hate repetition, but why not? If people are spending an exorbitant amount of time indoors on a computer 
and they are staying awake for many, many, many hours. Many are taking horrible chemically derived drinks, you can fill in the names, that are just absolutely toxic. I'm not saying any stimulant is a great thing, um, but coffee, I love coffee, and there are many who love tea. But coffee sales have gone through the roof. There is a lack of supply with an increased demand for energy drinks, coffee, etc., etc. There are healthier ways to do this. Uh, hence, I have been developing NASA tea, which also has coffee and NASA coffee and things like that. But that's not the point for this moment. For this moment, if we have a lack of demand, that's one thing. But we have a lack of supply. That's another. Economically, if we have a lack of supply, then we look where we can in order to either increase the volume that we are purchasing at, which we might have to do in conjunction with other businesses to fill those containers. And then we look at who's controlling the shipping routes. Resort managers is via ships, can also be via planes. Why is it that I just met a businessman who cannot take his customers on boats and ships because he's waiting for a turbo part for his boating business? No one can go diving, no one can do what they need to do because he needs this small turbo part from Sweden. And he's been waiting since November. Let's go back to the coffee, it's simpler. So for example, Fair trade, where does the money go? Does it, does it actually go to the communities? Do you trust the organizations? Because at the moment, I don't. Fair trade, I love the notion. I want to go there and see. I'm no longer uh, just going to believe the rhetoric. Where is the money going? How come some of the greatest nations, why is, has Jamaica not been included? Why are there women there who are cultivating all the time and we could be partnering with. Now, is it a language barrier? Is it a cultural barrier? Is it an economic barrier? There are so many barriers to entry. That's why, in principle, I like the idea of a decentralized society. Now, what happens when that equates with communism? Has anyone had these discussions? And I might have just missed them. But Communism is not necessarily the answer. Look at what's happening right now. Why is no one going in there and helping? Where is NATO? And I'm sorry to say this, but with every single campaign, and I am um, a victim of this too, is that the correct word? No, I made decisions and I have been focusing on Asia and I have been focusing on uh, America, I have been focusing on South America and empowering Mexico and many of these nations that have uh, chosen societally wonderful paths, strengthening both the churches and the people and I mean it is really remarkable and then I look at other places and say well is it because we've placed so much emphasis on Africa that, thank God, we don't have the same problems in Ethiopia that we did and there are not babies with big bellies, but has that now gone and changed and we need to go and help Eastern Europe and these countries there that seem to just... I mean, do people remember that Stalin killed more people than Hitler? Do people remember? For example, my grandfather was in a Siberian concentration camp. Are you even aware that that occurred? I don't know if people know the history. Now, the good news is, is that that, break up the word, it's his story. 
And thank God, there's some she's in power now. So let's just ignore the archaic notions of what the world was and start looking at the, what the world could be or should be or how we can change it for the better. I don't want to speak for too long. I'd rather try and work out a way that this can go online because when I read tweets, I just keep seeing the image of Tiananmen Square, Vietnam. But what about the Berlin Wall? What about people running for their lives then? As they are now. There's a woman on um, Twitter, and you can go to our thread. I think it's called a thread, I don't know. Um, who... Uh, He's been reaching out saying if you're running from the Ukraine to Poland, she'll give you safe passage. Oh. And then we have identity cards in some parts of Europe, which this is a fucking holocaust. Oh, God, I'm sorry. I didn't want to just cry. Um, please take a moment to um, educate yourself about what's happening and see what you might be able to do because we are really better together. Lex Friedman, thank you for writing and showing people that you can be greater than the country you were born into, the culture you were born into, the family you were born into. You can choose to be who you want to be. So Lex Friedman, um, <laughs> who I described as a dashing Russian, has shown And I thank him for that. So do all the people in the Ukraine and in Russia and everybody who is praying for them. <laughs> thank you to the people who were tweeting about it and not tweeting about shit. Um, I've said my name. I'm hoping this will go online. I'm sorry for crying. Um, and I just, yeah, I'm grateful to the people who are making a difference in this world. Don't lose hope. Sometimes that's all we have. My grandfather, a Holocaust survivor, said idealism is the reason why we're dead. It's a very fine line between becoming cynical and not caring. So I urge you, don't watch too much of the horrific footage because it desensitizes, just like a video game. People forget these are real people. That's another discussion. All right, I'm going to go and have something to um, water, peppermint or something like that. And um, please uh, share your comments, get involved in a discussion. I do want to start spaces about conversations that matter. I'm Nelly Rebecca Hechtman. You're listening to a podcast. Thank you. I don't have to say it's a cloudy kind of day. It's a beautiful, sun is glorious, the sun is shining, amazing kind of day. Really, absolutely spectacular. But I have to talk about a few things. So let's get started. What happens when people are allowed to enter a space that they have no business being in? 
Now, people will scream at me and say, oh my goodness, look what she's doing to cryptocurrency. She's legitimizing it. Also, accreditation of people. Also, enhancing the value of the entire experience by having people who can see beyond what is possible now and what might be probable soon. What's important is that the people who do not have any experience with technology, that there is a buffer and a trader or a manager of your finances is who that person's supposed to be. Why are we not taking the same metered approach that we do with an accounting firm? I know from experience that a 20-minute conversation was all I needed to know that that person was incapable of doing anything. They definitely weren't the right mix for me and I was coming up with a creative solution to a problem in accounting that they couldn't see and yet still couldn't understand when it was explained to them. I'll use this as a parallel. I have a guy who has no clue about technology who came screaming and yelling, telling me that he thinks he might have a mental health disorder. Um, and I'd like to caution everybody and say the following. If it's true that when you receive likes, it increases serotonin, then it is like a drug. I mean, isn't that what a party drug is or a, I don't remember all the things, but I think that the, you know, make me feel good drugs are... Um, sought after for that so-called buzz or serotonin or whatever it is uh, rushing through the body. The endorphins are increased with exercise, but so too it seems uh, with, I mean, it's so sad. It's like my little sister at the age of five crying, yet when she got a gold star, she'd stop crying. I mean, we're not robots, right? So we have to ensure that the people who are interacting with the spaces that are unknown to them are able to exist in that space because people in cybersecurity will explain to you and I can tell you this has happened to my father and thank God he hasn't lost his mind. Imagine your phone turning on and just talking to you. Imagine it just reading something out loud. Now you could think you're going crazy. You know, I remember the scene in uh, Requiem for a Dream with Ellen Burstyn and the refrigerator, you know, was moving. And I don't just mean a little bit, I mean... She was losing her mind. The anguish look on her face was terrifying. And this was from, uh, they're called uppers. I don't know what exactly she had, but too much of the diet pill drug that she was given by a doctor, which is deplorable, um, she then was losing her mind. So I can see that if there is maybe an influx of endorphins and in short bursts all the time combined with something that is plummeting them down because it has to be you know physics told me and us and everyone uh, if it goes up it must come down so I think that we've got to look at the types of people who are interacting with the space and for that to happen I don't think anyone should be allowed access as an agent or manager or anything like that without a background in finance and economics and technology and it's not good enough to say that you followed SEO and that that's what it's about because that's not what this is about. The crazy thing that people don't understand about Twitter, I don't think there's any search functionality. 
I don't think you're helping your businesses in the slightest. And that's going to be a real kicker for the creators of Twitter. But you don't exist online. You only exist in social media. There's a difference. This is a really long conversation. It's one I'd love to have. Um, I was creating a webinar to discuss this topic because what people don't know is that the websites we've created have had an unusual way of connecting to the Google algorithm. And whilst we started to prioritize social media and explained, the problem is the content. You can create all the fun things you'd like because what people don't understand is those visual things are for people. The Google algorithm only reads them to assist a person who's blind and to better understand the context of that image or video. Now, there was a discussion, can the bots actually go through and engage with the content? How does that work? Now, I was, uh, you know, peripherally in the field of what is called artificial intelligence that I've renamed um, intuitive intelligence. If you want to know more about that, we can discuss that another time. And um, see, now I've forgotten because now I want to discuss it. Uh, well, I think it's about the machine learning and the capabilities. So when we talk about crawling a space in the world of SEO, what does that really mean? And how can Google managed to do this with two billion websites and when social media was linked to and I can blame us and our you know teams uh, linked to our websites what then happened in API keys and you know there's a whole gamut of things we can discuss and I think that Steve Jobs has always just said it best so we put some things up on Twitter which we will hopefully be able to put up on Instagram if we could log in and please note Whilst I said that I believe that Twitter would be an incredibly important platform and one of the most important due to the immediacy, well, if someone plays with time codes, it takes away the notion and the relevance. Also, the only reason I have used it is because I've been blocked from my preferred visual platform, which is Instagram. But have no fear, everybody, because Universes is here. So we are developing Universes for safe protocols. And if you're wondering how the hell did you get to this and is it just a shameless plug? Well, shameless Saturday plug, yes, but also... A person who is not coping reinforces the importance of this platform that it seems like needs to have steps in it so that dads and daughters can play together and it have a family focus. And we can also look at, yeah, let's change the notion of FF French fries to FF family focus. I like that. Um, it's kind of like how we did hashtag CC, you know, um, clear copy. I mean, that just came to mind right now. Uh, but it, it really does come back to the point because what, and we go back to the marketing and advertising industry and we can say Mad Men and things like that. What happens? when we take away those professionals who sit in a room, and I'm gonna paint the picture nostalgically, you know, cigarette in hand, martini, but they sat there for hour upon hour upon hour upon hour to get the campaign out. And the campaigns were phenomenal. And we've lost that. We've lost that purity, we've lost that um, 
painting a picture to show a future that could be where we can take people on a journey. And that's the thing that I liked about the advertising industry. What has happened in the manipulation of the advertising industry is what we're seeing occurring online right now. So let's get back to this guy. To have someone abuse him and steal money, let's not talk about the ridiculous notion of ROI in the context of this conversation because I do not understand how you could have an investment of $250 and it become 18000 and that people can monetize that or can take that money out based on that negligible investment. And then if we look at property which should have you know a 3% return and that's a sound investment and then how do you get to the 10% and then we talk about development and adding value to properties and enhancing and broadening demographics and blah, blah, blah and we're here talking strategic marketing. So we need to come back to these types of conversations because it's with absolute horror that the same person told me they'd learnt more in terms of how to put a podcast together, how to produce a show, how music works in with film and how to make a film and how to market it and that this person learnt more in a couple hours for me than from university, which it's not a university, it's a college or a school. Uh, the only person I would trust uh, to run film schools are people like Richard Gladstein who decided to go out of Hollywood and being an exceptional producer, I mean, you would be so lucky if you could learn from him. So if Russell Crowe is opening a studio, you know, that's the same kind of caliber in a different context, obviously, but we need to have the best of the best. It goes back to the notion of teaching and who are we rewarding and, you know, this is all about education. Education matters. His lack of education is what has gotten him into this position. Whilst he has watched YouTube videos and I spoke with a CEO who said it's the consumer's you know, responsibility. Well, no, here's where I disagree with you. Because number one, the people representing need to be educated and they're not. And even when given opportunities are for whatever reason, scared of being leaders, are paraphrasing information, have lied to me and actually they are in India. I mean, there are so many possibilities about all the people who hide behind things and won't even have phone calls to verify who they are. I should just go back to Mark Cuban or Ashton Kutcher and be done with it. You know, I mean, it's pathetic. I can trust them, but I can't trust people that I'm meeting one-on-one. -on -one. So here's where it gets dark and gloomy. With everything that I have just spent the last 11-11, oh, look at that, hello Paris Hilton, how are you? Um, yes, I also invited him to a spaces and apologies if I'm not allowed to do that. I don't know how things work in the world of Twitter. I know how things work with my notion of filmmaking. Greater transparency, show don't tell, the tenants of filmmaking. That is what we are creating in an NFT space and the vernacular is e-pictures. Yes, we also have a campaign, Enough, E-N-U-F, which is about uh, Elon Natalie United Front on certain issues about education and the importance of education. And uh, that's why we were speaking about Nada News uh, because of, I think you can read something from today where Elon Musk said about the problems with traditional media and why uh, we were talking after... Um, I wanted to create the first digital newspaper in 1997. And people who were in the space at that time 
knew what other people were doing. We kind of all watched each other. We didn't talk. We just looked at and listened. Uh, and it was a wonderful time on the internet. Uh, so we are talking about new ways of seeing and also taking into account the notion that seeing is believing. But if you were there for any of the campaigns with Andrea Bocelli, you would understand that seeing is not always believing. And actually, when I close my eyes, I can see that notion. So we can talk about that. And I would uh, recommend that you go to Natta, chat W Nat on Twitter. We're starting up a spaces there. And until we get websites back up and everything like that, and we, then we will go back to our initial plans of forums and chat sessions in real time and we need certain bandwidth. And I'll go back to a lovely gentleman in the Ukraine uh, because we can get the servers there. So that would be great. And uh, I am going to do a big shout out to all the tech people who are continually pushing through the barriers through hacked devices and somehow getting through to me. I really do appreciate it. If I sound rather panicked on a Twitter spaces, it would be because of the anxiety of not knowing if the content would go online, which is why I understand this guy. He's presenting like he has a mental health problem. When in reality, it's too much technology. It is a good and sad point we come to right now. Because people hadn't learned their lessons during the Mad Men era, we are being punished for that. So we had advertising industries go and look at Coca-Cola. You know, marketing studies done from the 70s, uh, management theory. You know, Monash University was very good to me uh, from that perspective. Just when I started to think outside of the norm, unlike the philosophy department, the visual arts department wasn't as excited. So when we're studying film, we allow all. And with resort managers and open waters, it enables us to speak about things that others may not want to. So if you're in Cuba and you're the writer of Before Night Falls, played by Javier Bardem, by the way, then you would have had a vehicle to be able to sneak out that manuscript faster or be snuck out yourself or be interviewed on open waters. It's very interesting because I find myself near a river and near an ocean. So this notion of open waters is um, fitting. We will have to speak with the Paris uh, girls because my idea was always to go live from a penthouse of one of the hotels that we're partnering with as I stare over at JW Marriott because uh, I stayed there for so uh, for a very long time when I used to come to the Gold Coast all the time for work. Uh, that was back in a day of Harbour Town. If you are wanting uh, assistance in the retail space, shopping centre, um, Let's talk about the notion of a marketplace. I would like to do that. I'm going to have to take a break because I need a glass of water or another tea. If you are with me, Nata Tea, then please do try and get in contact again because we've had inquiries. Monies have even gone through on our Stripe account for WLF, which is Wildlife Found. Now, I don't want to sound rude and slurp in your ear, so I'm going to say... Hello, goodbye, and I love you. Well, a play on words, kinda, but if you were involved or you have a copy of the executive summary for Cleopatra Films, you know who you are. You're a great gentleman who was the part of a board. Your company, we'll leave that out, 
but let's just say purple hearts and purple stars and standing up for the notion of freedom and the board members are all staunch Republicans. I have no problem with your political affiliations as long as they are in alignment with, let's quote Sydney Holiday Apartments, wonderful. Hashtag make the world, hashtag better together. So I reach out in a very unconventional way using social media platforms for what I would hope people use them for, to make a difference in this world, to right wrongs, to do business better. That's what Resort Managers is about. But whilst we have this fantastic connectivity, we must be cognizant of those who are not with us. And those who don't have the ability to traverse spaces that really they shouldn't be traversing in the first place. So let's go back to basics. There are so many emails and emails that are covered. I don't know if I believe them either. So customercentricspodcast at gmail.com is what you can use right now. SEO expert at iCloud.com got burned. But you could try using that and let's see if it gets through. I have no idea, but I do want to hear from you. So please, dear sir and your board members, you kept the executive proposal on your desk for this moment in time. I would like to organize a video conference call or audio conference call via Skype if we can or via Telegram or via whichever one will work on that day. <laughs> uh, I'd love it if my phone numbers would work. That would just make it all much easier. And I do want to have a conversation with people as to the call buttons and explain why my 3108176568 or 8006-2885 worked perfectly and then didn't. It shouldn't matter if it's a landline or mobile when it's virtual. When it's digital, online, that's all that should matter. All right, spoken longer than I should have, of course. And I send, uh, yes, love to all the people who are suffering uh, due to the hands of technology or family or whatever it is that's plaguing you. Uh, take a breath. Do a visualization. There are some wonderful people who do them. First to mind for me would have to be, you know, do some yoga with um, a message. And Jennifer Garner does that. I think it's weekly. But you could do a Google search. I can't, but you can. We'll talk about that another time. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to Chat with Nat. I'm Natalie Rebecca Hechtman. Thanks again. Bye for now.